1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to
1: develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Traveling for
3: one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor, stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect. Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
4: All right. all right, all right. This is the Doug Gottlieb
2: Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb.
3: What up, Doug Gottlieb Radio? Why do we do this? Why do we play sports? Why do we have games? Why do we keep score? Why do we have radio shows on it? I, it some of it is you're testing somebody's competitiveness, their medal. You know, we want a score to say we're better than you. But in the end, it is supposed to be fun. And today we react to Jay Norvell you know, calling out Dion Sanders without calling out Dion Sanders, saying, you know, he took, when he, you know, when he speaks to grownups, he takes off his hat and his sunglasses, which, by the way, everyone knows to be the right way in which you're supposed to do things. There is the irony to the fact that Jay Norvell leaves his visor on at press conferences, so that's technically a hat. I don't think because the, uh, the halo of the top of your head is cut out. It, it releases you from that. But he's talking more about sunglasses when you're indoors, when you're looking at somebody. And we know that Dion is putting on kind of his alter ego. We know that it, it's, it's a little bit more than an act, but it's all part of the persona. But we also know that if it's anybody else, you're like, yeah, you're right. But my point about it is it's fun. Like a little back and forth, like that stuff is fun. Nothing wrong with it. That's what sports are about. But there's always the person or people who take things too far. Take things too far. Happens when you play pickup basketball. You know, guy wants to fight during and after a game. It happens uh, when you go out at night. There's always one guy who, when you get a little liquor in him, like, he's want to fight guy there's 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 easily offended guy and in footballdom there's just people who take shit way way too far and I understand the SEC mantra and I do believe it means more to many of the people in the SEC but does it mean too much and I point that out because oklahoma's gonna is leaving the the big 12 for the SEC I find it hysterically ironic how many Oklahoma fans have had an issue with Lincoln Riley leaving, but no issue with their own school leaving a 100-year relationship with their conference brethren and, of course, their brother's school in Oklahoma State. Right? There's the... Well, loyalty is everything except when we're actually asked to be loyal. You know? So, Lincoln Riley leaves and... He's been a success. He's going to be a success. I always found it funny and kind of pathetic how many Oklahoma fans, even to this day, like, yeah, we were going to see our ultimate. We were going to win because they don't play defense. Like dude, you would do anything to have Lincoln Riley back right now. But uh, Graham Bessinger does a really good job of these long form interviews. He goes, and I think he spends like a week with people. And so he's, it's been online content for a long time. And this This clip has become viral. Here's Lincoln Riley, USC's head coach, talking about – how it ended at oklahoma
5: they had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened and 95 percent of the fans and people out there at oklahoma or anybody else are great but yep. you, you typically always have that
6: that percentage that that at times take it too far obviously this was one of those instances i, I heard you got packages and then they got your nine-year-old's number um, like what was the scariest part for you yeah it was my family's safety I
5: didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else. Just their safety, and we thought we were gonna, because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school, um, just for because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, no, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we
7: can.
3: I mean, that's just sad, right? And pathetic. And oh yeah, by the way, if you know anything about. Many Oklahoma football fans. He said ninety-five percent. I would say it's a little high for OU. I mean, most people are not sad and pathetic like that. But it's like this is one of those. Hey, man, when we say football is everything, we don't really mean everything. You know, it's like there's there's a there's just a limit there, and most people know what the limit is. Some do not, and I think that there's a little bit of, um, and and Joe Castiglione is. Honestly, as good as anyone who's ever done it and handling tough situations and whatever, like I know Joe C pretty well. He's the best. But this is just, it's its a lot like the Mac Brown with the criticism of the NCAA, you know, and since he's kind of backed off at it some. It's, you may mean it in a reasonable sense of defending your player. You may mean it in a reasonable defense of defending your school and calling out a coach for leaving your school. But there are people in this world who are just off and they take things way too personally and they think they're way too personally involved and their life revolves around the success. Like I love football Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday suck to anybody else. Anybody get to like Tuesday, Wednesday, like I got to catch up on life because I love watching football on TV. I love going to football games, but people kind of suck. Right, Like Lincoln Riley's girls couldn't go finish out their school year because their dad took a different job? What is that? I mean, if that's not a terrible snapshot of where we are, I don't know what is. It's not surprising that it's Oklahoma. I know that it's like, well, Oklahoma, officially now a member of the SEC. Like, I get it. They take it crazy seriously. But this is where you have no real friends or all your friends are fucked up if you thought that was a good idea to send packages, break into somebody's property. Like, dudes are just off. They're just off. And sometimes when we say, like, it means more, like, it means more, but it doesn't mean everything.
2: Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, really good, Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. You do watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton.
6: And then they're never at any of those. Never,
2: yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? tell about- the see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at Graduate Hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, odds to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code DOUG at graduatehotels.com.
1: Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills.
7: Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
0: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call
4: 1-800-GAMBLER. Doesn't mean everything. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
3: iHeartRadio app. All right, Jared Smith joins us, Fox Sports Radio betting analyst, co-host of Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff uh, with Rich Ornberger and Brian No. Airs each Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Listen live on any of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates on the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Jared, let, let's start with everyone's talking about Jay Norvell's comments. Uh, he's the Colorado State coach to take on Colorado. You know, the big noon kickoff's going there. All the big shows are going there. Uh, Colorado hype train is officially uh, o- um, overflowing. Um, it's 23 now. I'm guessing it's 24, 24 and a half by by kickoff. Where are you on the CU CSU game?
4: So this game, I mean, obviously Colorado's rating has just skyrocketed. Um, Talked to a professional better, uh, up 11 points since the start of this season, up 22 since the end of last season. And again, that's one of the more prominent college football betters. I think so. I, I trust his eye. I trust his rating. Those types of moves are unprecedented in short periods of time. So at some point, we would expect the market to catch up with Colorado. But I don't know if this is the week for it. And the reason is I just don't fully trust Colorado State. I was actually pretty high on this Rams team heading into the season. But their quarterback situation has kind of deteriorated. They got absolutely hammered in that opening game against Washington State. Now, they have had a week off since then whereas Colorado has had to play. And I think the attrition factor for Colorado is the one thing. And I would say the offensive line and the defense are the other two bugaboos. But at the skill position groups, it's really hard to find better talent, Uh, especially in, in a game with Colorado State's defense. I just don't know if they have the athletes to keep up with Sanders and, uh, Sanders and Edwards and all the other uh, weapons that, that Colorado has. The one thing I will say about the Rams' defense is they are good at creating havoc. That was the one statistic that jumped out to me in their game against Washington State. Uh, and Colorado's offensive line, again, I think they can get some pressure, but can the athletes on the outside compete? And then Norvell's comments today, listen, I, he might be right sure but why poke the Buffalo right two days before the game so it, it I I wouldn't be shocked if Colorado had a 21 point lead in the fourth quarter and instead of pulling their starters Dion says pedal down I'm covering this number because uh, let's be honest these coaches know what the numbers are uh and 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 you can't convince me otherwise so I I think Colorado at some point the anvil will drop and and the bottom will fall out but I actually think next week's game against Oregon is that classic situation where this week I would not be surprised 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 if the Buffaloes put the pedal down.
3: K-State is kind of a quiet 2-0, taking on a Missouri team, and K-State favored on the road. This is an old Big 8 rivalry, goes back 100 years, obviously haven't played a ton since Mizzou's uh, left for the SEC. Um, What do you make of this matchup?
4: I agree with your sentiment about Kansas State. In fact, the first line of my notes is they might be overlooked in the Big 12 because we're talking a lot about Texas and well-deserved and I think Oklahoma might be a little bit fraudulent um but we'll see a lot uh, more of kansas state this week this is a this is an interesting matchup um this is a revenge game for missouri kansas state absolutely throttled uh, missouri in manhattan last year by like 30 points so I, I think missouri will be up for this game and last week's game against middle tennessee state i mean they were a 21 point favorite and they barely squeaked by the blue raiders so you could say that There maybe we're looking ahead, but you also could say that maybe there's some issues with Missouri, especially on the offensive end, and and when I dug into their numbers, so Brady Cook, listen, the accuracy rate through the roof, 85% adjusted accuracy rate for Brady Cook, so the passes are efficient, Doug, but not very aggressive with the average depth of target. The game plan has been very vanilla for Missouri. 40 runs and 22 passes last week against middle, and and again, I, I don't know if maybe they were saving something for this game, but they've got some playmakers on the outside. Luther Burden, you know eight for 117 last week they've got some other highly recruited uh, weapons on the outside, but they haven't really you know put that pedal down like like we've seen Colorado do uh, in their first two games. maybe it's Kirby Moore the new offensive coordinator came over from Fresno State maybe they're still adjusting but I Eli was a great offensive coach, so I expect to see a lot more fireworks from uh, Missouri this week. But the price is really key on this game. We've seen some money come in on Missouri. Line open six, now down to three and a half, four, kind of sitting in no man's land. I think if it gets down to three, I would bet Kansas State very hard. But if not, maybe just a small lean towards the Wildcats this week.
3: Um, last year, Mississippi State went in and beat LSU on the road. Of course, uh, unfortunately. You know we don't have the, the pirates no longer coaching at Mississippi State because uh, because he he died this off season it's just really sad stuff. Mississippi State now welcomes in LSU one and one the season talented team but one that uh, got beaten by Florida State second half went went bad in a bad way. Mississippi State a nine and a half point dog at home the total is 54-and-a-half.
4: Yeah, I, I think LSU might be the right side here. So the the one thing that I look at when I when I kind of view Mississippi State big games, they don't do well when they step up in class. Two and eight against the spread when they're an underdog of double digits, which is you know ten or more, and they're kind of approaching that number here this week. I don't know if it gets there. I think it might. It got there a couple times, and then we saw ten, ten and a half is kind of that. Five point for Mississippi State, but again, when they play the tougher opponents, and, and they're a big underdog, they, they historically do not do well, and they didn't play well last week, needed overtime to beat Arizona at home, and Will Rogers, I, I thought this was, I mean, this was, this offense is a far cry from what we've seen from Mike Leach's offenses in years past, 17 passes to 39 runs, and that was in an overtime game against the Power 5 team. They only threw it 17 times. So I'm curious if we maybe get a little bit more explosion uh, trying to push the ball down the field, but that's not really what Mississippi State does, and Rodgers is is bottom of the barrel in his average depth of target. So we'll see if they can take advantage of what I think the weak spot of LSU's defense is, which is the secondary, but I'm not sure if they match up well. In that category. On the other side, LSU, I think getting healthier on defense, and they had the get-right game last week against Grambling, really hard to quantify anything uh, from that game, but I did see flashes against Florida State. They held their own in the first half. I think in the trenches, they're okay. Jaden Daniels, I expect, will have a good game here against the Mississippi State defense, which is allowing nearly six yards per play. I think if you get this under uh, 10 points, I I think this is a play on LSU for me. Uh,
3: South Carolina travels to Georgia, right? Two-time defending, uh, back-to-back national champion Georgia Dogs, two and zero on the season. South Carolina lost to North Carolina in Week One. Now they go up in weight class, speed up on Furman, and now they got the Dogs. They're a twenty-seven, nearly a four-touchdown underdog on the road. The totals fifty-four and a half.
4: Yeah. I- so all the rating services that i that have been performing well that i uh, analyzed pretty closely none of them get to the the, the number for georgia here they're all kind of in the in the low to mid 20s and it, it, that's not a huge difference like the difference between like a 24 and a 28 when the spread's so high it's hard to really say, oh, well, there's value on South Carolina there. But it, I think the big key is it's really it's really hard to, to, to grade Georgia. So all the all the ratings are probably seeing a lot of the same things that we're seeing with our eyes, which is Georgia's offenses look pretty pedestrian. They look like they're kind of sleepwalking. Um, the offensive line has performed really poorly, 74th in pro football focuses run-blocking grade, and they ran for less than 100 yards against Ball State. So, again, a lot of that could be – They don't play anybody until this week. This is their first conference game. Um, The one thing I noticed in the press conference this week for Kirby Smart, the last time Georgia lost at home was against the South Carolina team. He mentioned that in the press conference this week. And I'm curious if this is finally the week where Georgia wakes up. Because if they do wake up, they have the horses up front to make Spencer Rattler's life miserable. I mean, he's been pressured on a million dropbacks. He's done a good job. Zero turnover-worthy plays so far, and he's gotten the ball out very fast. But I don't know if that's going to matter this week. So I think the question you have to ask yourself, if you think is going to wake up, first conference game, if this is the game where you see the best version of Georgia – then they could win this game by 40 easily. But I, I just I don't know the answer to that question yet. I would really prefer to bet this game live. Maybe Georgia gets off to a fast start. You see that they've got their A game today. I think 28. They can blow past this number very easily if if if, if they wake up for this one.
3: Um, in any year, Tennessee going to the swamps a big game. And of course, we've only seen Florida national TV once. They were disappointing against Utah. Got pushed around by Utah. Florida's a six-point dog at home. The total's pretty high, 58 and a half. Who do you like in this matchup, Tennessee at Florida?
4: Yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of the Tennessee offense right now. I mean, they lost – their best four players from last year. They were all drafted in the first two or three rounds. So I think it's fair to expect them to show a little bit of regression in their categories of explosion and yards for play and all that stuff. But you only scored 30 points against Austin Peay and it was your second game. That's where I'm like, okay, well maybe there's something going on, some inconsistencies perhaps with Joe Milton. The passing numbers are down year over year. But the one thing that really stood out to me about this game is the number. So Tennessee has never, never, and they've played a bunch. They have never been more than a few goal favorite at Florida. Um, So this feels like an outlier kind of game. And the Gators do perform well as a home dog, 4-0 against the number in their last four. And three of those were outright upset wins. The one thing I noticed about Florida's defense, their defensive line's performing maybe a little bit better than I expected. They did hold Utah to a pretty low success rate on the ground. And I know that was without Cam rising, but that was also on the road in their first game at altitude. And I thought Florida's defensive line held up better than I expected there. Tennessee's defense also trending in a pretty positive direction. They're only allowing three yards Play, which is the third fewest in the nation, so I wouldn't be shocked with some of the inconsistencies with Joe Milton and Florida's defense, maybe playing a little bit better. This game's a little tighter than people expect, and I think your observation on the total being high is also astute. I would lean to the under here as well.
3: Okay, uh, jerry Smith joining us, of course, he's uh, our lead betting analyst on Countdown to Kickoff every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Let's uh, let's get out of the SEC for a moment. And let's get to a, a Big Ten ACC matchup. Minnesota, take it on North Carolina. Yeah, this is a
4: clash of styles. Uh, you got the emergence of uh, what what I think is a fairly uh, up-and-coming weapon in the Big Ten. Darius Taylor had a huge game last week. He's a freshman, five-star recruit, and Minnesota does not get those five-star recruits very often. And I'm curious if UNC can stop the run. That's that's always been the bugaboo for this UNC defense. They're a little bit improved this year. I think they held up well against South Carolina. For Minnesota, though, the court. I mean, if I'm UNC, I just I stack the box because the quarterback position has been a disaster. Um, they're blocking really well. The Minnesota offensive line's doing a great job blocking up front. Again, that's why the running game's doing well. But uh, this this Caliet Mckiss guy for Minnesota is 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 really uh, is struggling. Um, I, I think the Tez Walker situation is also interesting for UNC. I did read this week that Mac Brown uh, uh, joined the Emergency Board of Trustees uh, meeting for for the Tar Heels. And I I wouldn't be shocked if UNC just throws this kid out there because at what point do you say, okay, well, we're not going to get the positive answer we want from the NCAA. And, you know, at worst, you take a couple of wins off Mac Brown's career record at the end of the season. But it does seem like some speculation and some things that I've heard from some people in the know that, UNC might just throw him out there, and he might play this week. I I hope he does, because if he does, then that would be a really exciting uh, uh, outcome, even though uh, it it would be an NCAA, you know, kind of a a shove in the face of the NCAA. But, again, I think the the big crux of this handicap is UNC's defense and and how they've, I think, improved over the last few weeks. And maybe the game against App State was was a tough matchup for them, but I think they'll perform better here against
3: Minnesota. If they did that, that would be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating, especially considering yeah. Mac Brown pushed for these new rules. <laughs> That's the crazy yeah. part about it. Jared Smith, Fox Sports Radio's lead betting analyst, co-host of Countdown to Kickoff on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday with Rich Hornberger and Brian No. Listen live on the Fox Sports Radio app, uh, Fox Sports Radio affiliates, or the iHeartRadio app. It's all presented by BetMGM. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of the
4: Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio
0: and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call
3: 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at Graduate Hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center. Their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports, just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com.
1: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
3: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
1: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: All right, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. (laughs) Every day at this time in the bonus podcast here in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. This is Dan Patrick talking about Kirk Cousins.
6: I was thinking about this last night, even today, about Kirk Cousins. Normally, that would be a story, a person you would root for. Be like, okay, came out of Michigan State, not, you know, uh, widely heralded. Uh, You had... Uh, Him going to Washington, they uh, spent their first-round pick on RG3. He goes in the fourth round. And you're like, oh, okay, well, he'll be a nice backup. Then all of a sudden, he gets to play. And then all of a sudden, I think what turned people against him or turned people off with Kirk Cousins was when he got the first guaranteed, all-guaranteed contract. And I remember talking to a source with the NFL And he said the night before, he goes, you're going to have something to talk about tomorrow. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, Kirk Cousins is going to get all of his money guaranteed. And I just remember people saying, Kirk Cousins? Why Kirk Cousins? I I don't know. You know, right place, right time. He's been a good businessman. And he's been a pretty good quarterback. Right? If you look at the numbers, but the numbers do lie because you want to see what you need to do when you need to do it and that's where Kirk has not come through.
3: Um I don't think anybody holds it against Kirk Cousins that he had the first fully guaranteed contract. I I think most people think, you know, like if you took overall fan narrative or fan feelings, they think that's actually a good thing for the league, for the players. Right? And you know, it's it's it doesn't matter if it's college or pro. If something becomes a pro player, uh, Deshaun Watson would be the guy with that guaranteed contract that saw more pushback, and that was of course because of um, what he was accused of in Houston. I, I think it's that um, Kirk is, you know, he was seen much like the, you know, you know, he's he's viewed as he he's. Uh, th- this is like a, a kind of a old school ESPN days is if you come in in the mailroom sometimes they still view you as the guy that was in the mailroom keep in mind guys that have run that company started in the mailroom or started as interns but it's a hard thing to break out of you know you start one role and you start cl- kind of climbing and he was a guy who was the other draft pick with RG3 and was seen as you know almost teacher's pet dorky and I think that the the best image rehab he's had is on um, is in the, the quarterback documentary, right? That it really made him seem like a great dude, a well-rounded guy, an incredible husband, and a good leader. But the the all the vitriol towards towards Kirk Cousins is because he's been so bad on in big games, and whether it's his fault or anybody else's fault, the point is like. The numbers don't lie. Now it should be pointed out he not only won a playoff game, but it was a road playoff game and performed well down the stretch. But I don't think it had. I could be wrong. I don't think it had anything to do with that contract. Even if you said, well, um, uh, even if you said, well, that's because you know, um, <clears throat> that's because he wasn't the best quarterback. Yet he had a great quarterback contract at the time. I don't think people think that. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think people think that way. I, I really do not. This is Keyshawn Johnson. This is Keyshawn Johnson talking about Micah Parsons calling out the Giants for leaving Daniel Jones in a 40 nothing game. Mind your own business, man.
8: It ain't got nothing to do with Dak Prescott. No. Cooper Rush, your team, no. none of that. Ain't got nothing to do with the Cincinnati Bengals. 40 to nothing. If they made the decision that that's not Troy Aikman, that's not Aaron Rodgers, or that's not Peyton uh, uh, Brady, I don't care. That's their decision. Mm. Their decision is he must not be good enough for them to care about. Because I can guarantee Philadelphia wouldn't leave Jalen Hurts in. No. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going to leave Dak Prescott in. In a blowout game, Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick ain't leaving Tom Brady in. No. It's just not going to happen. So what I would say to Michael Parsons is worry about – the Dallas Cowboys, in getting the Jets off your schedule with a W. Mm -hmm. But this is what happens to y'all. You Cowboys, you in playmaker,
3: the players, the fans,
8: you win one game, you start just talking a lot, you win two games, it gets even louder. You win three, it gets louder and louder. You set yourself up for failure and -hmm. for people to attack you, Mike. You know I'm telling you the truth.
3: Um... Yeah, I I, I I hear what Keyshawn's saying and I think I actually I think Keyshawn's really good at this and he knows it, he lives it, he's owned it. But I also think that we're taking a bit out of context from it. You know? If if you listen, we played for you the whole cut yesterday. It wasn't nearly the trash talking that how it reads. If you listen to it, it was very matter of fact and it was more like are you really the guy? The guy wasn't being protected. He could have been hurt. You did just invest $40 million in him for the next two years. You probably overpaid him, and you're going to leave him out there in the rain when you're struggling to do anything? Like, what, what is the win in it? It was actually a very smart point. So I agree and understand with Keyshawn um, in totality, but in, in the context, it's, it, it actually sounded a little bit different in reality. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron was already showing signs
7: of age last year in Green Bay. He played more regular season games, 17, than he had in any year in his career as the NFL extended the season, and it was his fewest rushing yards as a starter. So we talked about this a couple of days ago. Job one for the Jets, get a left tackle. They got to fix that old line because you're going to get a pocket quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Achilles surgery is rough. Four, five, six months, no jogging. It's tough. It's crutches. For not weeks, months. It's a brutal surgery for a 24-year-old who doesn't have the bag and a ring. You wake up every day and ask yourself, is it worth it? Now, you'll still get Aaron's brain, leadership, and arm. You'll be fine. But you're going to get less Aaron Rodgers when he gets back. That's what you're going to get. Probably not going to give you 17 games. You're not going to get runaround guy. He's going to drop, more throwaways, get rid of it, don't get hit. Absolutely. Get in an accident. For the rest of us, it's different when you come back. Tom Brady, first year after his big injury, you could see he was frustrated if anybody got near his knees or below.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into Aaron Rodgers saying he wants to come back and what it actually looks like when he does come back. Um, and... Like, there's a part of me that says, I understand what Colin's saying, and there is a tentativeness with your knee, Um, but there's a part of me, look, I'll just, again, uh, please don't think that I'm relating myself to Aaron Rodgers, but to those of you who follow the show know, two years ago, I tore my ACL, and at the time, I was 45 years old. And I had so many friends like, well, there's a sign, stop playing. I was like, no, it's actually the sign that I want to come back and play. And I know I'm not going to be the same, but I want to come back and play. And one of the things that, and Aaron was in phenomenal shape this year, phenomenal shape. One of the things that um, I think, or I feel, and I think Aaron Rodgers probably doubly so because he's a guy who always wants to prove people wrong is you probably train in overall or in better shape coming back, you just may not move the same. The The big question to Aaron is, look, nobody likes getting hit, but you can't play where you dirt balls anytime guys get close. And I think that's going to be the question, more so than the movement, because I actually think he'll move fine. He may even be move better because um, because of of how invasive that rehab can be and how I think he'll push himself. The question is, no one wants to get hit, but does he start bailing out way earlier than before. That's what the fox said. Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your
2: annoying. Hey,
5: Doug, um, something that you uh, touched upon yesterday at the end of the, uh, the broadcast, um, Rashad White, the running back for the Bucks had indicated earlier in the week that Baker Mayfield knew the signals that the Vikings' defense uh, was receiving or giving. Um, And then Baker Mayfield answered with this candid response yesterday.
2: I know I'm in Tampa, but I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan, so we're not going to condone that.
5: So that's a great joke, and I love any opportunity to call the Astros cheaters. They suck, and uh, I hate them, and I'll never let them live it down. But... Um, I will say there's a flaw in the analogy Doug this is what I'm annoyed by the Astros willfully used illegal recording devices um, to uh, have an advantage at home where they knew the pitches that were coming that's a, that was an illegal operation if Baker and Mayfield saw something in the signals that he picked up on that's sportsmanship like that's gamesmanship that, that's the difference there. So I, I appreciate him going after the Astros, and I encourage that. But the analogy just isn't there. that make sense?
3: It does make sense, but I, I think it was more in jest, right? And you're, in, your, in your desire to completely out the Astros as the cheaters that they were, I think you're, going, you're taking a little personally, you're going a little bit overboard, but I do I understand where that comes from does come from a good healthy place who else is who else is uh, annoying you
5: um i guess i'll point out steve weish but it's something that's becoming a thing and i i want to kind of uh nip it in the butt before it becomes a thing the um head coach of colorado state his name is jay norvell he had this to say uh referring to Deion sanders
0: and I sat down with the ASP today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me.
5: So that's what my mother taught me. Uh, Steve Weiss quote tweets this, uh, this exchange and says, this tends to not go well when you bring up how I was raised aspect into things. Um, the implication there is that Deion Sanders was what? Raised by black parents? Um, and Norvell wasn't, uh, but I see kind of I see other things on on Twitter that are in going in the direction that these comments are somehow racially motivated, and I think that's annoying as hell. Um, I love the candid comment. I don't know if it's very smart given how much uh, Colorado loves a shit and and loves the revenge factor, but. Calling this a racial statement is annoying.
3: Oh, I don't think there's any question. I, I didn't, I, I read his quote tweets and I, you know, the issue with the, uh, here's what I think the issue we have is Steve Weiss, who is black, by the way, uh, for people who don't know, um, he has been one of the guys to point out what he perceives as uh, racially insensitive, or racially derogatory or racially inflammatory comments when most people are like yeah i don't see that so you you you're you're carrying a reasonable bias from the past right is that is that fair yes okay and so you know i could i could go and say that if you go back to just last week um you know the the sanders family Dion and Shador, they just made up some shit about Nebraska saying things about Dion at midfield when they were praying, right? Um, look, nothing Jay Norvell said is inaccurate. You do take off your sunglasses when you're inside a room, when you're talking to people. Now, part of it is Dion's persona. I understand. It's almost It's almost like he takes on... And, and he has said before, there's a famous interview way back in the day that, you know, probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, that Prime was like, a, was like an alter ego when he was at Florida State that he created. And you got to be really careful about not ever getting out of character. Right? I, I bring it up like Stuart Scott, for example, the late Stuart Scott. If you met Stuart Scott in Starbucks with his daughter's, he was Stu. He was kind of a regular guy, right? When the lights would go on, the popcorn was popping. He was Stuart Scott. You know, he was cooler than the other side of the pillow. And he did a good job, I thought, of getting out of character, right? Like, that was his TV character. Now, for me, my thing is, like, I just try to be who I am. And, you know, I, like I've said, I have the natural ability to piss people off with my normal personality. I don't need to create anything else. But Prime has always kind of created this. So I I would get that if Dion said, hey, this is like, look, this is my persona. This is what I do. This is, that's like my uniform. Kids like it. Here's the problem with the Dion element to it is he is, um, he's somebody who I think, I believe is about the right things with what he teaches players. I, I do. I believe that he wants his kids to go to class. He wants his kids to get degrees. He wants them to handle themselves like gentlemen off the field. You know, he wants them to, he's talked to them about, you know, he got them all suits that he designed that, um, God, I can't remember whose stray hands. I think company, um, uh, gave them like, he's about the right things in how you present yourself. And I truly believe, and Shador Sanders showing off his Rolex before the game, like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Why do you have a watch on when you're warming up for the game? And what are you doing, flossing it on a football field? Like, come on, man. Like, do we need to do that? Like, we know you have a Lamborghini or a Maybach, whatever he has. We know you got a Rolex. You're good. Congratulations. Like, it feels kind of douchey to be. I think most, I think even Dion and Shadour, if they saw how it looked, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, your play has been good enough. You don't need that. Dion's coaching has been good enough. He doesn't need that. And I think, now look, this is part of what college sports, specifically college football, is about, right? Because here Jay Norvell is like, I take off my hat, I take off my glasses, when Jay Norvell does just about everything with a visor on, which is technically a hat that he doesn't take off. It's the sunglasses thing. Um, I think even Dion, if he's if one of his players went to the podium or one of his players, you know, did an interview and didn't take off his sunglasses, he would probably pull him aside and go like, "Come on, man! Like present yourself in a way in which represents you, your family, the program, the right way." Right? And yet Dion remains fully in character. So, do I think it has anything to do with race? I agree with you. Anybody who wants to do that? If Steve Weish is saying that, I thought. The, the the brilliance to it and the simplicity to it is, uh, Steve leaves it open to interpretation. No, no, I didn't say about race. You're making about like, okay, but you have in the past. So it's a little confusing when guys go halfway in. But I actually think that in Jay Norvell's defense, even Dion would say this is not how you want to present yourself, if not for the fact he's Dion Sanders. That said, you do think that Colorado is going to kick the shit out of Colorado State now, right? That's the beauty of college football. Who else annoying you?
5: So, um, <laughs> a story that's kind of under the radar: Jared Goff is close to or almost at the uh, record of most most games or most throws without an interception. Um, it's 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 so under the radar. I don't even know what the record is. Um, and then he was the problem. I have with this is this exchange with the reporter earlier today.
6: You're on quite a streak as well. Just um, what's gone into
5: into that streak? You think the big the, the what you're, streak? You're, you're, <laughs> sorry, sorry if you're superstitious. No, right. no um, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, is it just it's, the
7: offense. You're, it's on your mind. It's a lot of things. No, it's not on my mind at all. Um, it's really not. Uh, it's it's been a lot of things. Um, Obviously, we've been playing well, um, taking care of the ball. And then there's a lot of luck in it. You know, we have balls batted that hit the ground. That, you know, doesn't always happen. Um, So, yeah, there's a a lot of a a few different things. But um, if I'm taking care of the ball, we we usually win games. So I've got to keep doing that.
5: Okay. First of all, good answer. And what else is he supposed to say? I never go to the – this proves you never played a sport. I think that's a lazy refrain by athletes about reporters. But I will say this. This reporter obviously has never played a sport because in the wise words of Crash Davis, respect the streak. Don't bring it up. Don't ask about it. There was no upside to asking that question. You know, Ken Rosenthal doesn't go up to a pitcher in the fifth inning and ask about the no hitter. Respect the streak. That's what I have. Uh, that's what's annoying about this question. Here.
3: What's the... Uh it, what's what's annoying though the the reporter?
5: Yes. Not respecting the streak.
3: Mm. Okay. Uh okay, so any, any more?
5: No. Uh Baker Mayfield's analogy being inaccurate. The racist reaction to Norvell's comment and reporter in Detroit not respecting the streak. <sighs>
3: I'm going to say anyone making it out to be about, about race. That That's probably the most annoying. That that people who make things out to be about race, when it pretty obviously has nothing to do with being about race. Just Just so we're aware, everyone's parent told them to take off their hat when they walked inside. Correct? Does anybody not have a mom who said that? You know, you, don't, you also don't dribble a ball in a house. Did anybody else have a mom who said that? Right? Things that, the, things that we do. And, um, yeah, so I think making it out to be about races. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. What do you got because we can?
5: Um, let's see. I should probably know the name of this kid, but maybe it, maybe it's funnier that I don't know the name of it because it's great sound. Um, you're probably familiar with uh, Iowa's receiver Nico Reganey. Um, I guess there was a, a call on the field on Saturday that he obviously did not did, did not agree with. This is what he said about the call by the official made on him on Saturday.
7: Was it pass interference? <laughs> Yeah, you know, what? I mean, I feel like, what's the NCAA or Big Ten gonna find me if I say that's a horseshit
1: fucking call or what? Yeah, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have talked to F on in there, but God damn, no, Jesus, don't worry, I won't use that. Cool, you know. yeah,
3: we're gonna use that. Yeah, we're gonna use it, and it's awesome. It's it's so great. Um, it it it's so great. You know, such great sound. And the kid's like, he's right. One, he can't get fined. And two, you know, if you curse within it, nobody's actually going to use it. Except for us, because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby. It's time for the pick of the day. Okay, so here's what happens in college football, right? One coach calls out another coach. And we think, okay, well, now Colorado's going to run it up against Colorado State. And maybe that happens. Maybe that actually is the answer to what happens. But this, to me, feels like a great moment. A great moment where you can, uh, can kind of buy low on, uh, on Colorado State in their matchup against Colorado. Right? Colorado State's only played one game this year. They lost to Washington State. They got pasted, fifty to twenty-four. Pasted, and they're going to Colorado. Right, going to Colorado. They're twenty-three point dogs. Um, but I think this is a perfect opportunity to 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 get, especially that lines at twenty-three now. It's going to be at twenty-five at kickoff time, or maybe twenty-five later today. So, I would say, if it's me, hmm i take Colorado State. A little money on Colorado State. Not because they think they're going to win, but because I think Jay Norvell wouldn't say anything. Obviously, he's playing to his home base, his home crowd. Remember, Colorado State, they're, it's an Aggie school. It's, you know, they look at Colorado and thumb their noses. People that go to Colorado aren't from Colorado. They're not real Coloradoans. Coloradoans? Coloradoans? I'm not sure. I it wouldn't, I mean, you're talking three touchdowns and maybe a field goal. Yeah, I don't see it. I'd, I'd go take Colorado State. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the daily show on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's, uh, what, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Traveling for college hoops this winter, pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30 plus hotels in the best college towns and get this, you can save up to 30% with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.